We're going to talk about the presumptive Democratic nominee and the presumptive Republican nominee. Both of them had some things to say. We'll play you a piece of that, and we will uh, talk about it. Uh, You heard Donald Trump, and you've seen the headline that Clinton is a world-class liar. Well, that would be Donald Trump's uh, position. He sought to regain control of his campaign narrative today, turning attention away from the turmoil in his own operation and, of course, pointing the finger at his likely general election opponent, Hillary Clinton. Let's listen to some of the speech he had today uh, in New York. This is Donald Trump from the speech today in New York about Hillary Clinton. Hillary Clinton, and as you know, she... Most people know she's a world-class liar. Just look at her pathetic email server statements or her phony landing. Or her phony landing in Bosnia, where she said she was under attack, and the attack turned out to be young girls handing her flowers a total and certain... Look, this this was one of the buttes. A total and self-serving lie. Brian Williams' career was destroyed for saying less. Just remember that. Hillary Clinton has perfected the politics of personal profit and even theft. She ran the State Department like her own personal hedge fund, doing favors for oppressive regimes and many others, and really many, many others, in exchange for cash. Pure and simple, folks. Pure and simple. Then when she left, she made $21.6 million giving speeches to Wall Street banks and other special interests, and in less than two years, secret speeches that she does not want to reveal under any circumstances to the public. I wonder why. Together, she and Bill made $153 million giving speeches to lobbyists, CEOs, and foreign governments in the years since 2001. They totally own her, and that will never, ever change, including if she ever became president. God help us. Wow. Like I said, it echoes the sentiments, I think, of people uh, like myself who feel that way if uh, Donald Trump um, ever uh, became uh, president. Um, Anyway, uh, there's so much uh, to talk about. Um, Before we talk uh, about this with you and hear from uh, Hillary Clinton, um, there's been a lot of fact-checking today of Donald Trump's assertions toward uh, Mrs. Clinton. Um, with uh, all uh, honesty, uh, as you know, uh, there is footage that did emerge of Mrs. Clinton accompanied by her daughter Chelsea walking calmly on the tarmac in a serene scene who said she misspoke uh, regarding 1996 and her trip to Bosnia when she was a first lady. But Trump did assail uh, Hillary's record as Secretary of State, warning that she does not have the temperament or the judgment to be president. He accused her of running the State Department like a hedge fund, suggesting she had something to hide in those secret speeches she made to Wall Street banks. A few things. One. Hillary Clinton has said she would make those speeches uh, public if other uh, candidates made their speeches to any organizations public, too. When you are um, not working and somebody offers you a lot of money to speak, you're going to take it. I would. Former presidents, like her husband, have been paid numerous amounts of money to speak, over a million dollars easily. For crying out loud, 
Lionel Richie has been paid a quarter of a million dollars to sing one song at a wedding. I know one of the musicians who works with him. And that was in Morocco. Uh, the, the, the bottom line here is I don't feel that what Hillary Clinton, this is my personal opinion, has said to any Wall Street organization in a private speech. I don't find that relevant to her being president of the United States or running for president of the United States. It doesn't speak to what she would do with the economy or how, our safety or how, defeating ISIS or how, foreign relations or how, immigration and her plan for that and reform, guns, doesn't speak to any of that. And those are the things the American people care about. So to me, if you released the transcripts, it would just fan the flames of the people who hate her already. And maybe a few Bernie supporters or PO that he's not, you know, going to be the nominee, uh, who probably already are going to stay home or vote for the libertarian candidate, Gary Johnson, and then some, very few, who would vote for Trump. It doesn't give Trump what he wants, and it doesn't derail Mrs. Clinton's uh, rise uh, to the nomination in the Democratic Party or to even being president, uh, which I hope she will be in November. Um, and uh, then he also uh, defended his own business record, by the way. Um, and we only played clips from his talk. Let me give you some more of these highlights. He said he began his career in Brooklyn with a small loan and built a business worth more than $10 billion. And I and, and I think it's important to find to speak to the facts of what Donald Trump said or not, because he's accused Hillary Clinton of being a liar. Okay, so Trump defended his business record, recalling that he began his career in Brooklyn with a small loan, built a business worth more than 10 billion. He said he's always had a talent for building businesses and importantly, creating jobs. This is a talent our country desperately uh, needs. One, I want to remind you that Donald Trump has borrowed millions from Wall Street, specifically Goldman Sachs, has not paid it all back. So many people might say he's not only in bed with them, but he is indebted to them. Some of these loans have even been forgiven in exchange for what? Could that be favors? Hmm. With regard to the economy, Donald Trump has outsourced jobs to Mexico and China. Most of his products were made overseas. His daughter's clothing line is also made overseas. So is his wife's, I believe, cosmetic or jewelry line, excuse me, products are made overseas. But um, let, let's talk about what Donald Trump just said with regard to his money. Uh It understates the financial assistance that he received from his father. Fred Trump was a major real estate developer in New York City. Um, The decades-old loan was for a million. It was a handsome sum, by no means small, as he says. Um, And that did not stop his dad. Uh, He handed his son control of a large company with significant property holdings across the city. The substantial value, difficult to quantify or overstate. Um, So really, we don't know if Donald Trump even has the empire he has or if he built the empire he has because he inherited so much, he doesn't release his tax returns, he robs Peter pay, to pay Paul, and in, in short, folks, he lies, okay? Um, also, Trump said Clinton spent her entire life making money for special interest. Quote, and I will tell you she's made plenty of money for them, and she's been taking plenty of money out for herself. Well, this assertion across the board, fact check, PolitiFact, New York Times, mostly false. Early in her career, she worked for the Children's Defense Fund as a lawyer for the House impeachment inquiry against President Richard Nixon. Later, she worked at the private firm Rose Law Firm in Arkansas, and it focused on intellectual property and other cases. So much of her career has actually been devoted to service. She was first lady, a senator, secretary of state. She received millions in paid speeches to banks and others. She has served on boards of corporations like Walmart. 
But Trump's argument that she made money for big donors through her activities at the State Department and her family foundation, it is not true. There is no convincing, clear proof, and Trump has not offered any, okay? Has not offered any, okay? Um, Trump also said that Hillary supported NAFTA. Uh, He cited China's entrance into the World Trade Organization as evidence that his opponent will support deals that harm American workers and said her record as Secretary of State should be scorned because of America's trade deficit with China because it soared under her tenure. Fact check. As First Lady... She privately expressed skepticism about NAFTA, by the way. That was signed into law by her husband, not by her, okay? She made statements supporting her husband, but apparently she was very skeptical about it privately. privately. Um, Of course, that's been widely blamed for loss of American manufacturing uh, jobs. By the way, Hillary has been called for parts of NAFTA to be renegotiated, um, and she did at one time support the TPP, but she says it doesn't meet her high bar, and doesn't support it anymore, and she does not feel it protects American workers or in the environment. By the way, when she was working for the president supported TPP, she still at that time said, quote, it does not meet my high bar in protecting American workers and the environment. Uh, Trump uh, blamed her for the death of Ambassador Chris Stevens. I was reading some stuff today. Did you know that the father of Ambassador Stevens and several of the mothers, uh, excuse me, a handful of the mothers, um, of, of victims, or half of the mother of the victims, said Hillary never mentioned a video um, and cried with them and never lied to them. And I say that because you see on some of the right-wing shows, some people that say she mentioned a video and lied, well, the father of Chris Stevens said that was not his uh, personal uh, experience. Um, and, uh, and, and by the way... Um, uh, Trump uh, changed his tones on uh, cha- changed his tone on Muslims. He also suggested that Hillary was responsible for making Iran the dominant power in the Middle East. Although Iran is a dominant power in the Middle East, so is Saudi Arabia, so is Israel. Uh, Tehran is farther from nuclear weapons than it was a year ago, actually, and that had its roots in Hillary Clinton's time as Secretary of State. I could go on. Hillary Clinton had a speech yesterday. She talked about Trump. She had a few things to say about his recklessness and carelessness specifically on the economy. Every day we see how reckless and careless Trump is. He's proud of it. Well, that's his choice. Except when he's asking to be our president. Then it's our choice. Just like he shouldn't have his finger on the button, he shouldn't have his hands on our economy. Liberals and conservatives say Trump's ideas would be disastrous. The Chamber of Commerce and labor unions, Mitt Romney and Elizabeth Warren, economists on the right and the left and the center all agree Trump would throw us back into recession. We cannot put a person like this with all his empty promises in a position of power over our lives. We can't let him bankrupt America like we are one of his failed casinos. We can't let him roll the dice with our children's futures. Leading an economy as large and complex as ours 
Creating growth that is strong, fair, and lasting is about as hard a job as there is. It takes patience and clear thinking, a willingness to work across party lines, to level with the American people, and it takes really caring about whether working families will be better off because of what we do. A few days ago, he said, and I quote, I'm going to do for the country what I did for my business. So let's take a look at what he did for his business. He's written a lot of books about business. They all seem to end at chapter 11. <laughs> Go figure. I love that line. I'm Leslie Marshall. Uh, when we come back, we're going to take your calls at 888-6-LESLIE, 888-653-7543. That's the number. Let me ask you a few questions. One, what did you think of Trump's speech saying Hillary's a liar and unfit to be president? Did you like it? Was it effective or was it hypocritical? 888-6-LESLIE, 888-653-7543. Now, isn't Trump more of a liar than Clinton? I mean, he flip-flopped on almost every issue he's discussed. He supported Planned Parenthood, then he didn't. Said he was pro-choice, now pro-life. Now he's a Christian, quoting the Bible and holding it in his hand. He says he's not lying about his net wealth or business, yet first major presidential candidate since the 70s not to release his tax returns. And he was a Democrat. He even gave to Hillary Clinton's campaign, invited her and her husband to the wedding. Shall I go on? Is Trump more of a liar than Clinton could ever be? 888-6-LESLIE, 888-653-7543. If you want to compare the speech between yesterday Hillary Clinton in Ohio and Trump's in New York today, did his pale in comparison to Hillary Clinton's recent speeches, including yesterday? And her attack on how bad he would be for our economy. You just heard a piece of that. 888-6-LESLIE, 888-653-7543. When Trump reads from a teleprompter, does he lose his spark? Doesn't it seem like he's almost uncomfortable? Almost like a 10-year-old giving a presentation in front of class for the first time. By the way, fourth graders, fourth graders, not this speech, but the last one, 43% of them said they didn't think he did a good job. Pick up the phone and join me, 888-6-LESLIE, 888-653-7543. Do you agree with Hillary's point that Trump saying hateful racist things is his choice? But if he's asking to be our president, that's our choice. 888-6-LESLIE, 888-653-7543. And let's talk about the economy. This is a guy that said he could save us, and some of you think he might. But economists on both sides and even nonpartisan say Trump will single-handedly send us into another recession if his policies, especially immigration policies, are put into place. Mrs. Clinton has learned this, has leaned this week on analysis for Moody's analytics led by Mark Zandi. She noted he was an economic advisor to John McCain's presidential campaign. He predicted Trump's proposals on trade, taxation, immigration, and spending would produce a lengthy downturn significant job losses it would hurt particularly low and middle income workers so if is trump going to send us into another recession why would you want this guy to be our president of that's the future with his economic plan 8886 leslie would you vote for someone with so many failed ventures and bankruptcies like she said his books always seem to end in chapter 11 8886 leslie 888-653-7543. This is a guy who said he'd do for our country what he's done for his business. He's borrowing money from his campaign. 
to pay for some of his business ventures. 8886-LESLIE. Is it me? I know I'm a supporter of Hillary, but to her attacks seem more about his policies, whereas Trump's are always about her personally. 8886-LESLIE. And be honest with me. As a voter, what is more attractive and effective to you and for you as a voter? Policy attacks or personal attacks? 8886-LESLIE. 888-653-7543. Trump says Clinton's message is old and tired. Well, how is advocating for gun reform, women's rights, LGBT rights, allowing all races and religions to immigrate to this country, keeping a relationship with our border allies and not bringing us back into a recession old and tired, I ask you? 8886-LESLIE. Clinton, Trump said, may be the most corrupt person ever to seek the presidency of the United States. This is a man who created a false university, lured people into spending 15000 on phony classes to teach them nothing, and gave them zero credits and not even a degree. Oh, and pushed these people to pay with their credit cards. The university that no longer exists? 8886-LESLIE, back with you right after this. Talking about Donald Trump's speech today in New York, Hillary Clinton's in Ohio yesterday. Your takes and answers, responses to some of the questions I posed. 888-6-LESLIE, 888-653-7543 is the number. Armin in Brooklyn, give us a call back. Brooklyn was in the house. He's out. He'll be back. Let's go to Cliff in Virginia, line one, listening on Progressive Voices. Cliff? Hey, Leslie. Thank you for taking my call. Thank you for joining us, Cliff. All right. Uh, as it relates to your question about why Trump attacks Hillary personally and Hillary attacks him politically, is that Trump does not have the political acumen to attack Hillary. He can't attack her on issues. And when he talks about issues, they're like half-truths or lies or misinformation. Like he's always talking about uh, you know, ISIS and how ISIS got started and how he blames President Obama and Hillary Clinton for that. But he doesn't recognize that George Bush signed a status of forces agreement that set the time and date when our forces had to withdraw Iraq. That basic piece of information, you know, is important when you're talking about foreign policy, uh, whether it's economic policy. You know, he, he equates his own personal dealings with debt to national debt. I mean, that's a, um, that's a false equivalency. So we're dealing with somebody that doesn't have the basic rudimentary capacity to have sophisticated discussion on a presidential level about issues affecting the American people. Well, to me, the only two issues they really have to go after Hillary are the email server, which until the FBI finishes the investigation and gives us a conclusion and we find out whether or not there's an indictment, there's, there's really nothing to say except using it, trying to use it politically for gain. And it's pretty much been determined that Benghazi, I mean, after 17 investigations have found that Hillary Clinton was not responsible for the deaths of those individuals uh, directly, um, even though she took blame for it in her position. Um, I think much like a captain who, you know, stands on their ship and says, if we go down, you know, I'm the captain. Um, You know, these are the only two things they have. So what do they do? They have to go after her personally. Hell, they went after her husband. They've gone after policy decisions he has made. She was First Lady of the United States. Um, as First Lady of the United States, you never, never, never. Uh, Barbara Bush, who I'm not a fan of, um, if you read her book, um, I'm sure she didn't write, but, you know, from years ago, um, she, she was pretty much pro-choice. 
She didn't come out and say that with her husband as a Republican president. So it's, I mean, you know, I know I like Hillary. I know that I'm a Democrat. I know I'm voting for her. I'm a woman. I'm a feminist, all that. However, there is a reality. There is not going to be any first lady who's going to stand up and publicly say, I'm against the North American Free Trade Agreement when her husband has just signed it into, when he's just signed this agreement. She's just not going to do that. That's just, there are times that the first lady, quite frankly, is a very old school, uh, traditional female role, which is to stand next to her husband and to look good. It's not to make policy. Um, so, you know, her, her thoughts on the matter, you know, and her husband's actions don't necessarily echo hers or what she would have done in that same position. Yeah, I, I exactly agree with that. And I think part of the challenge with Trump is that, again, he doesn't have the political knowledge to address her on policy issues. So he, he, he wants to make it about, you know, uh, drama and scandal versus issues and policy that's going to impact the American people. And I think he's definitely trying to keep the conditions of the general election race like he had them in the primary. And, he, and his campaign still has not pivoted to the point where they recognize that they're dealing with a formidable political opponent in Hillary Clinton. I mean, the woman is knowledgeable on so many different subjects. She has an extraordinary team around her that keeps her well up to breath in the issues facing the nation. So that's going to be a significant challenge for him. And she's running. Well, it's not just team. knowledge, though. I mean, really. You know, uh, quite frankly, let's be honest, Benghazi could have happened whether a president was Democrat or Republican and whether Hillary was Secretary of State, John Kerry, Condoleezza Rice. Nobody can know the actions of a terrorist. And by the way, whether it was based on a video, which we found out it was not, or, you know, or, or, or just anger um, toward the, uh, the uh, change in the regime in Libya, um, this was a terrorist attack. And what we call it, I can't, I can't emphasize again and again, would not have prevented it. Uh, now, now, if somebody wants to say, was, were, was, are our embassies properly secured and were they in uh, Benghazi under her watch? That is a valid question. We have not been found. She has not been found by a Senate Intelligence Committee. She has not been found by the committee formed specifically for Benghazi for 17 bipartisan committees. She has not been found guilty of that charge, if you will. Well, we're on the same point on that one. So, so that's you know that that that's what I'm saying. You know, again, it's not just that he's not aware of the issues. What issues are there? That I mean, she was she did a good job when she was Secretary of State. She did a good job when she was Senator. She did a good job when she was First Lady. But there are going to be people that hate her, so they have to find a reason to hate her, even though there really isn't any policy reason um, to hate her. No, not to hate her. There's no policy specifically, no no substance that he can point to. Well, part of the thing with him is that he drives people's emotions. And there's been so many people that have been inundated by so much right-wing propaganda as it relates to Hillary Clinton. He just doubles down on that right-wing propaganda. Yeah, but you know, you know something I've learned from being on television with people who get very heated and radio? Calm wins. And right. I think you're going to see a very calm Hillary and a Donald Trump who ends up looking like a fool blowing his top at these debates, attacking her personally. And yeah, uh, I, would, I think it'll backfire. We'll see. We'll see if my prediction's true. Anything else? No, I just think that uh, Hillary Clinton is really running a very professional campaign. I mean, you see that in her policy positions. You see that in the way she's targeting battleground states. I mean, battleground states. I mean, she's already in midseason form. 
I mean, Trump doesn't even have operations in these battleground states. So that's going to be the presidency of those 10 states that she's already targeted. So it's going to be really interesting to see how long it's going to take him to sort of catch up with her in those battleground states. All right. Thank you for the call. I appreciate it. Let's go to Michael in the Bronx on line three. Michael, good afternoon. Hey, Leslie. You know, first off, I thought that Donald Trump was already making himself like a fool with um, attacking Hillary personally and coming up with one lie after another after another. But in answering your question, the, what we come down to here is credibility and integrity. And Lord knows that it's Hillary Clinton whom you and I are pretty much fans of, but I got to state for the record that she has more credibility and more integrity than Donald Trump has. I find it absolutely amazing that he would turn out and attack her and go on to attack her husband when she wasn't president yet. This is Hillary running, not Bill. And furthermore, you know, you want to talk about infidelity? Uh, Donald, check yourself out. You've been um, involved with more than three women and impregnated a couple of them while you were married. So I wouldn't talk if I were you, Big Mouth. And then when you want to look at the um, his constant harping on terrorism, saying we got to fight the terrorists, we got to do this or that, and want to refer to San Bernardino and a lot of these other gun massacres as terrorists. But he's still in line with the NRA and saying more guns, more guns than going with that route, then I'm sorry, I got to say that isn't it true that the Republicans and Mr. Trump are aiding and abetting terrorists, especially when they want to say, oh, we got to worry about two rights, we got to worry about two process rights, and that goes even to terrorists? I mean, people need to pay attention to what they've actually been saying here. You know, we have domestic terrorism going on here, and at least uh, people on the right are not catching on to it. Why do they just take these statements verbatim and not think? This is serious stuff, sister. <laughs> I No question about it. You know, with... Am I making sense? No, you are making sense, Michael. There are a lot of people that feel, not just Donald Trump, but those on the right care more about politics than they do people. And I think with the... You know, the, the, the inability of the Republicans to work with Democrats, as we saw last Thursday in the Senate, we've seen today in the House after 50 people have died in Orlando and the hundreds that have died um, over the past years uh, with ma- massacres at the hands of a gun. Uh, it's very clear that many people feel, as you do, with the, your sentiments, and especially if they're saying, hey, you can fly. Yeah, you can't fly, but you can buy. That makes no sense at all. If I am not sa- if I'm not safe to sit next to you on an airplane, I'm safe to have you, you know, be able to in certain places have a conceal and, and carry permit. So if I'm if I'm at Target and you're standing next to me with a gun, uh, you know, when you you know you go ballistic for whatever reason, you hate, you're radicalized, you have mental illness, you're racist, whatever the re- you know, you want to kill me because I'm a white chick because I'm female, because uh, you see me on Fox and don't agree with my views. Remember. The majority of terrorist threats in this country come from ultra-right-wing, conservative, anti-government organizations. Michael, thank you for the call. We'll take a break. We'll be back. I'm Leslie Marshall. Don't go away. We're back. Welcome, welcome. 
back only to Democracy in uh, Talk uh, Radio. I'm going to take some more calls. want to share with you more on that uh, economic analysis of uh, Trump's economic ideas for America and share some tweets as well. Uh, Sally in Glendale, Arizona, give us a buzz back. Everybody's got phones dropping today. Reggie in Georgia, Line 4, listening on Progressive Voices. How you doing, Leslie? Happy home day to you and yours. Yes. Uh, first and foremost, why is it that both him, you know, Donald J. Trump, and everybody else on the on the uh, radical right wing conservative Republican side seems to want to bring up everybody else's past, but yet cover up their own? And why don't the media challenge them about that? And when they do do that, he goes ape and bat nuts over me. He threatens to sue them and all of that stuff. And why are they afraid to challenge him even more on the things that he said today? Is it because they're afraid that they, that, that they might lose their quote unquote no pun intended their Trump card with him? Uh huh. You know, are they afraid of this man? What is he, the mafia or the mob boss or something of the 21st century? It would seem that way. It, it would seem that way. You're running for president? I mean, is that what we want? Is that exactly what we want to be in control of this this country, this great nation of ours? Is that who we want? No, not who I want, but obviously certain people in America do. 14 million people voted for Donald Trump in the primary. Well, they're crazy and psychotic, Leslie. That's who voted for him. And like you said, they're probably some radical right-wing conservative Republican white supremacist organization, you know, like the militia, the Aryan Nation, and possibly the KKK, and the rest of them. All right. Thank you, Reggie. Appreciate the call. Uh, Lots of stuff to talk about. I wanted to get more back to uh, fact-checking some of the things that Donald Trump said. Uh, He laid out six bullet points from uh, the book, uh, Clinton's book of her own, arguing that she is the most corrupt person ever to seek the presidency, accusing her of taking millions of dollars from foreign regimes that support Sharia law and abuse women. He tied the recent Orlando shootings to his immigration plan, saying, quote, I only want to admit people who share our values and love our people, and that Hillary Clinton wants to bring in people who believe women should be enslaved and gays put to death. I, I want to say something about that. Um, I'm a bit more traveled than the average American. I've lived in other countries. I've lived in the Middle East. I've lived in Pakistan. I've lived in Mexico. I've lived in uh, Israel. I've lived uh, in, in, in England. I mean, the list goes on. Um, and, I know, and I've traveled to some of these countries like Saudi Arabia, and I, I, I know what true Sharia law is. Uh, and is not. In Saudi Arabia, it is illegal to be gay, and it is punishable by death. Then again, stealing is punishable by death. Adultery is punishable by death. Murder is punishable by death. Rape is punishable by death. Actually, speaking out against the royal family is punishable by death. Now, I'm not saying that this is right. Absolutely not. It's barbaric, beyond barbaric. But it's not that all other, you know, people go to jail. It's like, no, you know, you you, you lose your head over these other things as well. There are 74 countries in the world that homosexuality is illegal. One of them is Russia. Less than 16, I believe, are uh, actually 16 of them are Muslim. And of those 16, the majority of them being homosexual, although illegal, is not punishable by death. So it's easy to talk about, oh, Saudi Arabia giving money. Now, to the Clinton Foundation, Bill Clinton and and she have spoken to this, and they've said, look, they know what we do at the Clinton Foundation. They help to stop sex trafficking. They help to stop AIDS. 
And they've made a huge dent in AIDS, especially in the continent of Africa. Google it. In addition to that, um, to clean uh, drinking water, which uh, is the number one killer, by the way, of children worldwide is dysentery. Um, they also work to um, uh, stop, uh, you know, to, to stop sex trafficking. And they also work to educate uh, young girls in uh, countries such as Saudi Arabia. So the Saudis know what the Clinton Foundation does when they give their money there. Um, in addition to that, although Saudi Arabia is beyond backward when it comes to women and women's rights, I was on Sean Hannity's radio show just a little bit ago. Uh, it was taped earlier, and you know they just played it on his show. And 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 Sean, love him personally. You know we disagree politically, but there are a lot of conservatives who like to bring up that Saudi Arabia, you know, treats women so terrible. They tell them how to dress. Well, can I bring you up to speed on some realities? In Paris, France, you can't wear a burqa. They are telling a woman how to dress. In Germany, there are women who are wearing very modest swimwear, who are Muslim. And they were telling them, look, you've got to wear like a one-piece or a bikini. You can't swim in the pool. Can you imagine that? They're wearing swimwear covering more of their body, being more modest. And they're being told, you can't swim here, being told how to dress. These are two very modern progressive nations, Germany and France. In the United States, they may not tell us how to dress, but I can't tell you how many people I've heard say, well, they need to assimilate and stop dressing like that, wearing, referring to a woman wearing a hijab, or even people wearing clothing from their own country, like somebody from India wearing a sari, or a man wearing a turban. Isn't that telling us how to dress or desiring to tell us how to dress. Saudi Arabia has been disgusting with regard to women. However, they have made, albeit slowly, changes that are for the better. One, women now fought for and have the right to vote in Saudi Arabia. Two, women now hold elected office in Saudi Arabia. Three, women used to not be able to work. Then they fought. They're able to work. They were at one time only able to work in like women's shops and those kinds of jobs. Now there are attorneys in Saudi Arabia. And of course, some people say, well, they can't drive. Well, it's getting that way. That is the next fight. In Afghanistan, there are more women in Afghanistan's parliament than there are women in the House and the Senate in the United States of America. We have not had a female president. I hope in November that we will. But there are nations that have that some of their segments uh, do abide by Sharia law. And certainly, where they're not told how to dress, but how you dress is definitely, you're judged by that. And by the way, we judge people by that. How many times do they say when a person is on the stand and she's the victim of rape, they talk about her short skirt. The list goes on. In Pakistan, there was a female leader, Benazir Bhutto. In India, there was a female leader, Indira Gandhi. We currently have female leaders in Germany. We've had them in South Carolina, in South America, excuse me, in uh, Chile, in, in Peru. I mean, again, I, I could just you know cite on and on and on, but not here in the United States. So um, when he when he talks about uh, you know this, I said on Sean Hannity, I'm sure I'll get crap online for it. That if Satan gave me money and I could use it for good, for the greater good, I would take it. I would take it. You know, because you know some people are like, oh, it's blood money. 
Well, no, actually, Saudi Arabia doesn't make money off executing gay people or anybody for that matter. They make money like the Beverly Hillbillies did on that TV show years ago. They were Bedouins in tents in the desert. They struck oil, and they know if the oil stops flowing, they're screwed. But in the meantime, they're billionaires and trillionaires. Here's the fact check. Uh, Trump released the names of, uh, uh, excuse me, uh, here's uh, the fact check on that. Uh, Trump proposed temporarily barring all non-citizen Muslims from entering the United States. He never made distinctions about Muslims who, quote, as he says, share our values. And, of course, we know it would be impossible to verify immigrants if immigrants, uh, quote, love our people or share our values. His assertion that Clinton is based, uh, the assertion about Mrs. Clinton that I mentioned is based on her support for current U.S. policies that allow immigration from some countries where women lack equal rights and homosexuality may be punishable by death. So let's get this straight. You can't stand the way Saudi Arabia treats women, but you don't want to let them come here because they're Muslim, even if they're trying to escape that oppression that you're speaking out against, allegedly, Donald Trump. I'm Leslie Marshall. Thank you for joining us today. We'll be back tomorrow on Thursday. Hope you will as well. Thank you to Mark and Andrew, my great crew, and all of you listening who make this show possible. Have a wonderful afternoon and evening.